1: Welcome to the Scoreboard Addicts Podcast. This is a special edition episode. We are reviewing March Madness. And as you can see, or as you're going to hear, is that this is not Nick's voice. And you don't see Nick or TJ. They're not joining me today. This is a solo. Brooke with two special guests. We have Billy and Bob from the Billy and Bob Benton Bonanza. Is that what it is? Or extravaganza?
0: Bill and Bob. Uh, we've changed the name a few times. So we're right now on Bill and Bob's uh, bracket-busting Bonanza, the 5B uh, podcast.
1: Okay, all right. Yeah, I have. I actually do have a picture of you guys. Uh, I was gonna pull up this right here. So, this is the yeah, that's from can several years it. ago. I where could... you can find it. Uh, let me just better looking two. days. Yeah. yeah, you can find it on <laughs> yeah. iTunes. Yeah, on iTunes, Bob Bill and Bob's Bananas. I think that's what you could search for to find them there. And then, yeah, so we're just gonna go through the do the bracket. I mean, I know Bob, Nick you, you haven't aged
2: a day in five years, according to that picture.
1: Yeah, <laughs> right. Thank, thank you, Bill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so typically, typically, obviously, I'm here with Nick and TJ. Uh, they're not really big into college basketball, so I got Bill and Bob to join me to go over some bets, some Cinderella stories, or possible Cinderella Cinderella stories, and then we're going to give their predictions of the uh, Final Four and national champion. So uh, I guess just to get started, guys, I um, guess for bets on the first round. Um what are you guys looking at I mean, I don't know if you, I have the bracket as well, so I, I'll pull it up briefly, just show you real quick, and then you know what do you guys got for uh first first round any uh exciting bets or something you want to put your money down on
0: uh bill if you if you want to start in the west, I know you had a an upset special there
2: I do have an upset special in the west uh team I really like and have liked um all year long Vermont. Uh, the catamounts. Now, Arkansas, they're who they're going up against is a very good team. And it's not really as much a knock on Arkansas as it is a, a compliment to Vermont. Vermont's got um, the exact pedigree you want for a team that that could make a, a little mini run to the Sweet 16 this year in the NCAA tournament, even as a 13 seed they, their performance in their conference tournament was one of the best performances you'll ever see in a conference tournament. They didn't play a game that was less than twenty-five points. It was, it was an absolute blowouts all the way through. Um, they're they're uh, very senior laden team, and they can really shoot the basketball. They've got four guys who are who are thirty-eight percent and above three-point shooters. They've got um, they've got pretty good rebounding um, inside on the defensive end. Not a great offensive rebounding team, but. You know, you can let that go because they can shoot the ball so well. They're very balanced scoring-wise, but their best player is a guy by the name of Ryan Davis. He's averaging 17 a game, 42% from three. He's a he's a forward. He's got some size. He's going to be a matchup nightmare for Arkansas. Um, and the one other thing I'll add is if Vermont gets out to a lead early, they've got six guys who shoot free throws over 78% in their top seven. So it's it's not the kind of team where you'll see them blow leads late by missing free throws. So I um, Arkansas is favored in that game in the four thirteen, but I really like uh, Vermont.
0: Also, a tough a tough team to put away when you got three different guys who shoot over forty percent from three.
1: Yeah, I was going to say that, and then also I think there were what was the spread about five five and a half I think. right, uh, right now,
0: I believe well, I saw. No, yeah, I, I, I
1: saw five.
2: it at five and a half.
1: Yeah, I started five and a half, which I was actually looking at that game, and I was thinking the same thing as you as you stated before with the, the excellent shooting that Vermont has. I actually watched that conference game, and I should have took Vermont. They were, they've were they won by almost 40. It was uh, it was easy win. I think it was a 15-and-a-half point spread, and I was like, that's a big spread, but they covered that easily.
0: Yeah, they are. They were favored by, I think, 15-and-a-half in that game, and they almost doubled them up. They won by 40, and I think the other team had – 42. So we'd have to have, yeah. you know, whatever it was, uh, 80, 84 to double them up. They just missed it. Yeah. They're,
2: they're for real. And, and the, the other thing I'll add is, is Arkansas has a, has a pretty good team, but they are, um, there's a big fall off between their, their number one guy Malte and everybody else on the team. So uh. with, with all these extra days to prepare, you'd think Vermont's probably going to throw the kitchen sink and a bunch of different options at, um, arkansas and a bunch of different different defensive looks and make somebody else beat you and that's where
0: arkansas can have a little bit of problems all right yeah jd um, jd note is the guy from arkansas just uh if if arkansas goes on a run which they could in this tournament you're gonna hear his name
2: i mean he's an yeah. he's an
0: unbelievable player he was the he's probably the number two
2: in the sec player of the year rankings if, if you have to look through um and he could easily go off for 30 or 35 which he has multiple times this year but Again, I, I like Vermont in this one.
1: All right, and Bob. What about you? What uh, what bracket? What part of the region or what region or the bracket? What are you, gonna, where are you going first on the first round?
0: Yeah. So if we uh, actually, if we want to stay on the same side in the East, um, this is actually from a betting standpoint. Um, they got the line got hammered early. Uh, Virginia Tech uh, came out plus four against Texas. Um, Virginia Tech, obviously, everybody's going to be high on them. You know. Recency bias uh, just won the ACC tournament, looked pretty impressive doing it. Um, yeah. Whereas Texas did not finish strongly at all. Um, Texas, I think, something uh, th- I think they were three and four over their last seven. Um, Virginia Tech, I think, finished uh, 12 and three. But in that span, um, th- they finished 13 and two in- over their final 15 games. But over that span, they were hitting 39% from three. Um, and same thing with Vermont. It's tough to keep a team that's shooting the ball that well from three. It's tough to keep that team out of the game. You know, you're not going to get much separation, and Texas is a team that goes on scoring droughts. They, you know, this is Chris Beard. This is the coach who came from Texas Tech. He went over to Texas. They have a ton of talent, but it's all in transfers, and, you know, listen, some of these teams, the transfers meshed, but Texas, for whatever it is, they go through these scoring droughts. Um, they also had their top big man walk away from the team for you know mental health reasons and, and left the team and hasn't come back. Texas doesn't really have a ton of depth in size. And like I said, they go through these scoring drafts, and I'm just like, well, you know, Virginia Tech, the, if they shoot the, the way they did down at the end of the regular season and then into the ACC tournament, they're going to be a tough team to beat. Now, you're not going to get plus four anymore, but you could certainly no. just – if. And then the same thing in the case with, with Vermont, like we mentioned earlier. If you like a team like this, just bet them on the money line. You know, just spring, yeah. you know, bet bet the spread and then hit them on the money line too. I should and have mentioned that. That's a great point, Bob. Yeah. And it's just it's a way if you're betting underdogs like that in you know, and you're not, you know, doing brackets, but if you're hitting underdogs, even if you're not hitting them at fifty percent rate the kickback based off of just like, you know, if they're plus 200 pregame or whatever it is, obviously you're not going to get that with Virginia tech, but you're going to get that with, I imagine you're going to get that with Vermont. If the spreads five and a half, if you hit enough underdogs, it's, you know, the percentage isn't going to matter because your money is the money is going to be higher just because you're, you know, you're hitting at plus money. Yeah. And for that one, Virginia tech actually. So that you said open it at plus four.
1: It's now plus one. Yep. Virginia tech and their money lines. Uh, minus 105. So they're not even plus money right now. But if you like the underdog, I mean, that's that's a good one to hit there because they probably should be a little higher. I mean, they just won the ACC. They took out UNC and Duke on the way there. Uh, they won four straight, four straight days. Uh, and then their present or you know, is <laughs> an 11 seed? So congratulations, you won the ACC. Here's an 11 seed. But I think it's a favorable matchup for them as well. I do like that game uh, as well. I was I wrote that down on my notes here: Virginia Tech versus Texas and. Yeah, I mean it's definitely worth it. Uh, I guess on the money line at that point because uh, it and is. And if you're weird, wrong on that money. game,
2: and it's Texas and Purdue in the second round, that's going to be the weirdest matchup ever. <laughs> A yeah. team with all defense and no offense in Texas against all offense and no defense in Purdue. Yeah, like <laughs> I don't know what I don't know what to do
1: in that game. Yeah, let's see what happened with that one. Uh, but I don't know if you guys have any other uh, bets you want to talk about or drop yeah. one more each.
0: yeah sure um actually the it's it's funny we're when we were on our own pod um we were talking about it's you know everybody always looks to the 512 games and i i this year was circling um the uh why am i i'm screwing up the number i was looking at the 413 games um and so the other one the other one that i really like is is actually uh south dakota state it's it's a little out of order. It's the lower right-hand side of the region, uh, the Midwest bracket. Uh, South Dakota State is playing Providence now. What stands out to me here is Vegas is giving South Dakota State a lot of credit. The line, I think they're they are the um, line plus two right now. Plus two, plus two. It was at t- plus two and a half when I saw this. This that as okay. far as a thirteen seed, they th- as far as the number, they're the. Um, most like favored 13 or what I guess whatever you'd say they're the most heavily liked underdog as a 13 seed ever based off of that line alone um I think again you know you see what happened to Providence in the Big East tournament against Creighton I don't want to put too much credence into that and say oh they just got blown out it's you know it's they're not It's the eye test, you know, when you're taught with like NFL betting, it's just like, all right, don't look past what you just saw last Sunday. Okay. I'm looking past that. We always talk about, we talk about Ken Palm rankings a little bit. So Ken Palm is a website that does like adjusted numbers based off of, you know, full, you know, full games and, you know, uh, tempo and different things like that. Providence is the luckiest team in the country. Now you might say, all right, well, they win close games. Well, what I'll tell you with South Dakota state is this is a team that shoots 44% from three as a team. So I don't care how, you know, Nate Watson is in a really good big man for Providence. Does South Dakota state have uh, an answer to keep him contained? No. But do I think Providence, a team that doesn't necessarily shoot the ball that consistently from, from long range, do I think they're going to be able to put away a team against South Dakota state? No, because they're going to bomb and they play at pace. And I I think this is going to be a dogfight And I'm already seeing it like John Rothstein loves South Dakota State. Um, you know, I before I knew who South Dakota State was playing, I was kind of rooting for a game like this where a team that I'm low on in Providence State, in Providence, I, yeah. I didn't I didn't like them being a guy who watches a lot of Big biggie's basketball. There's just something about this South Dakota State team, um, that just number really 12 caught my offense, eye.
2: number 12 offense in the country, according to Ken Palm. That's what it is. I mean, so like they can score, yeah. You know, yeah, they, just, and they and it's like you know they know, did they play at the best schedule in the country? No. Obviously not, but no. they won the games that they're that they're supposed to win. They have a great record for a reason. They're they're uh, they're a good team, and they they've got. I think they're what are they number twelve, right? Number twelve. Um, Ken Palm uh, adjusted offense, which is that's an adjusted takes into account your strength of schedule and other things. Mm-hmm. Now defensively, they're like two hundred and ninety seven, yeah. but they pay, yeah. they play in a high pace, so don't, yeah, have, I was don't say, expect I them I to were... don't expect them to shut anybody down. But like yeah. Bob said, given the fact that Providence had their issues with getting outscored and blown out by Creighton, it's like if if they don't show up defensively, then you're in a lot of trouble against a team like that.
1: Yeah, so they're they're one of the most efficient teams, but obviously they play a weaker schedule. But then adjusted, I think they're around 14th in the nation, which is still pretty good uh, for offense efficiency.
0: One last thing to remember with South Dakota State, this is a team that actually, they're from the Summit. Now, the, the Summit, if you remember, Oral Roberts came in last year as the 15th seed, beat Ohio State. South Dakota State was, they weren't as dominant in the Summit as they were this year, but they... Were set to everybody thought they were going to win Summit last year. They lost to Oral Roberts. Oral Roberts went into the tournament and went on a run. So it's it's just kind of a, another thing to note. It's not you know we Summit's a one bid conference, but they had a team yeah. go on a run from it last year too. And uh, Billy, you got one more pick for us
1: before we move on to uh, possible Cinderella stories.
2: Um, yeah, this is just this is just a general one. So so if you like to make sort of the the long term bets and and kind of like okay, well we will see a team that that goes far into the tournament from a a high seed. Something I like to point out that's happened in the past several years is you've seen these first four games, the playing games on on Tuesday and Wednesday, you've, which is which have a lot of eleven seeds. Last year it was UCLA, it was Syracuse. Year before, We see a, a major conference team that's got the talent already there if they can get by that first game it's a lot of trouble for the six seed um coming up and you've seen those 11 seeds make runs to the final four to the elite eight it's like these play-in teams are no joke even though they're the last teams technically in the tournament if, especially if they're from big conferences, you know, they're used to, they have these big schedules. They're used to playing these really good teams and um, there may, maybe there's just not as much tape on them. Maybe they get, they get lucky, they get confident and there's quirky things that happen. But, um, but teams like that, I, I, I really think are, are super interesting to watch. Um, this year that we were talking earlier about the uh, Rutgers and Notre Dame game. And I think, um, that's in the West uh, region. I think that, that yep. either of those two teams could give um, Alabama some, some problems. Uh, another team I like that I, I thought I was surprised um, they were seated where they were seated, but I think that, that they have uh, enough talent on their team that they could win some games as long as their coach can avoid um, getting in fist fights with other coaches <laughs> is uh, Michigan. Uh, right. I really like Hunter Dickinson and um, he's very di- he's going to be difficult for a lot of teams to match up with. So I w- I would say keep my eye on a team like that. Check out um I'm not sure what their odds are to, to you know make the Elite Eight make the final four, but winning a couple games in a row, that could happen for a team like that.
1: Yeah, Michigan has Colorado State in the first round, eleven six. Uh and Michigan, I think it has like the length against, you know, Colorado State, which could benefit them. Um yeah, I mean bringing eleven as from, from a big conference as you're saying, I think that's a favorable matchup for Michigan to start off with on that uh on the first round. A couple of picks I had was I was following with you, Bob. Uh, San Diego State. Um, I also did like uh, Loyola, Loyola Chicago. Sister Jean, are you guys on there or not? Because I was thinking Ohio State on that one, um, only because I think I think that it's Loyola Chicago's minus one fifteen in the money line. Ohio State's minus one hundred five, so they're pretty close there. Um, I think they're in the. That's the know, uh, the well, South, Ridge, South the, feature,
0: right? yeah. Yeah, so basically, it's seven ten. The yeah. the line tells you everything you need to know here. Um, I think a lot of people, and now you see it with the bookmakers, they're down on Ohio State, and kind of rightfully so. I think a lot of people expected them to do well this season. They had the, um, you know, at one point I think they were the. They did they beat Duke when they were number one. I don't. I don't I actually don't remember if they. The, yeah, okay.
2: uh, they. It was a very. Yeah, I think they did beat. I think they were yeah. Duke's first loss. Yeah. So, okay. yeah.
0: yeah. So Ohio State. I think at that point in time, everybody thought, okay, well, Ohio State's the real deal, and EJ Liddell, yeah. as good of a big man as there is in the country. But Loyola Chicago, they, you know, it's not the names. Um, there was Krautwig, uh from a few years ago on that team, but defensively, they are still just as good. Um, and and,
2: offensively they're more efficient now actually yeah
0: and that Uh, to me is and that Ohio
2: State team we Bob and I were talking about it earlier it's a really funny thing because you look at the Big Ten as a conference and and if you look years past you think of the Big Ten and these like bruising Wisconsin games where and and the the final score is 54 to, to 48 and they beat better teams but their Big Ten is you know slow it down play defense it's the exact opposite this year. You've got three big 10 teams that are ranked and that have top 15 offenses. But uh, according to um, uh, adjusted offense stats, but have defenses that are over 50 Ohio state is one of is like that to a T Ohio state's number 13 offense. And I think in a 115 or something on f- f- for adjusted defense. So like Loyola is really the worst kind of matchup that a team like Ohio state could get Ohio state wants more possessions. They want to run a little more and Loyola is going to slow it down. You're not going to beat Loyola if they play, you know, they're not going to beat themselves or they're, they're going to play their game. They're going to slow it down some. And, and I think they'll give, um, I think they'll give Ohio state a lot of problems. And I think yeah. they have the potential to beat Villanova in the second round, even though I like Villanova in this region quite a bit, Yeah, just because of the, the kind of, uh, super senior late team that they have. Yeah. I think, uh, They've got, they've had guys who've been there since I was in college in the early two thousands, but, um, <laughs> but, uh, I, I really like sister Jean. I, I think they're for real this year.
1: I was going to say the, uh, sister Jean factor, uh, coming to your head when you're betting on Loyola, Chicago. Little, it's my understanding
2: that, uh, sister Jean be COVID. So I don't think Ohio state should be too big of a problem for the 90 plus year old
0: lady. Yes. She also she knocked me out of a survivor pool like <laughs> pretty big money a couple years ago and I now have a tough time picking against them as a as a result.
1: Yeah, PTSD. Yeah, yeah. for. Real. Uh, another one I was looking at was LSU, uh minus 4. I thought that was a pretty good number for uh an SEC
0: team. Uh, so Yeah, the-, the warning I'd give you here is LSU just um will wade no longer the coach. <laughs> Um, he had his recruiting issues, um, Iowa state, sorry. That's their plan. Yeah. uh, So, so these are two teams that both started the season very hot and they have now really kind of cooled off down the stretch. Listen, ton of talent on both these teams. Um, LSU, I think has, um, a little bit more talent than Iowa state does, but it's their head coach is gone. So, and their, their interim coach does have, I'm not, I forget where, but He does have head coaching experience, but it's a matter of like kind of desire with these kids. Sometimes you, they're college kids, but do they like the assistant coach who just got promoted? Who the hell knows? Um, So I think it's a game that I, I wouldn't bet individually for that reason, just because there's just, there's those variables involved that I I don't like to get involved with.
2: Yeah. LSU has got the talent to go very far in the tournament, but strangely enough, they go into these offensive droughts where they don't really play particularly great. Um, offensively i mean they can they can play with anybody and be kentucky they can they can beat auburn but yeah. they can lose to vanderbilt which is all three of the patents like that they're they're kind of a little bit of a jekyll and hyde team they are an excellent defensive team they are a top five defensive team in the country so that is always something i think that matters in the tournament they can force turnovers so i, I look like to look at does oh does iowa state turn the ball over a lot are they susceptible to that because if they are then that's when LSU scores LSU scores a ton of points off turnovers and they want to get you into a, into a game where you're, you're making quick decisions and panic decisions and they get there long, they can trap and they can really, um, they can really make life hell for you defensively.
1: Yeah. So moving on, uh, those are some of the picks, but Cinderella stories. Do you guys, I know Bob was saying South Dakota state, he liked earlier. Uh, I think you were saying, uh, Billy, you were saying before, you know, eleven. the catamounts of 16. Vermont,
2: I would say would be my uh, Cinderella story to the sweet 16. But there are, there are a couple teams that I do like that are um, mid um, that are not like, let's say double digit seeds that I could see making uh, a little bit of noise. Um, mm-hmm. A healthy UCLA team as a number four seed. Yeah. Um, they're a number four seed, but really, I think um, if, if you, if you look at the, their team when they're fully healthy, they're much better than that. Um, we saw what they did, the run that they went on last year, they still have some of those nightmare matchup problems for people very Mm -hmm. long. Um, USC is a number seven seed. There's a, you know, they've got some, some little bit of upset potential. Um, and then I, I like San Francisco. I think that they'll, they have the potential to give, uh, um, I think they play Kentucky, if I'm, if I'm correct, in the second round. I think they yep. – is, is that right? Yeah, I think they can they can at least make life hard on Kentucky. I don't know if they'll be able to win that game, but um, so, I said they, they, they can make life hard on Kentucky.
1: Are they in the east or the west? Sorry, I pulled up the west. Uh, they where? are – yes, they're in the east. Uh, you know it's black right here. They're, right above Cinderella stories. I mean, that's a – highlighted yeah. for you. Yeah. <laughs> so that might be a positive sign there. Uh, Bob, what about you? How do you feel about uh, – uh possible Cinderella story in this uh twenty twenty two uh march madness
0: so yeah, like I said, when you got a team that shoots the ball well it's a it's sometimes teams those are the teams that are just really tough to put away so um in the top west uh region which is the west um mm-hmm. I, there's something about Davidson um they I'll highlight it they, again, yeah. Uh, They they're playing Michigan State in the first round Uh, Michigan State a team that only has one player who scores in double digits They don't really have the kind of guy who could carry them at all Uh, Davidson on the other hand has well first of all they have a Michigan State transfer uh, lawyer who is um, shooting over 40% from three And then they have another player I'm not gonna say his first name because I'm gonna I would completely butcher it Um, It's Hai Jung Lee um, but he averages like 16 a game also and shoots over 40% from three. So I think when you have those two shooters, um, they're a team that's actually top 10 in the country from three-point range. I think those are the teams that are tough to knock out. Um, Duke, listen, I like Duke this year. Uh, I think when you have a guy like Banchero who really, if he has the ball in his hands at the end of the game, can, can get you baskets. But Duke at times has not played to their potential of the five – you know top picks mm-hmm. um, And also a little bit of an in-state thing Going on because Davidson not A team that gets to play Duke very often So if that's yeah. the matchup where Davidson gets by Michigan State and they get Duke It wouldn't surprise me t- to see Davidson Get hot and really um, Give D- give Duke a game again To the Sweet 16
1: Yeah I mean I follow Duke and it's been uh, it's been Tough lately watching those players get uh, Especially if Virginia Tech Just took go over that game I mean sometimes they just have to let down Games I wouldn't be surprised I don't like Duke in the tournament. Uh, I know you. We, we'll get to the predictions later, but um, I don't know, Billy. You're about to you're about to say something.
2: Yeah, the, the, just one more the um, thing. Bob and I had discussed it earlier. I think this year, um, overall, the number one seeds, while they're they're very good, they're all they're not the unbeatable team that Gonzaga mm-hmm. or Baylor was last year. You don't have that. So I think the eight nine game eight nine seeds. I think you're going to see at least number one number one seed that uh doesn't make it to the sweet sixteen this year. And I think a team to watch out for is San Diego State. Um San Diego State, if they win in the first round, will be going up against Kansas. San Diego State is a fantastic defensive team. So if they can um push Kansas uh defensively and and I think we've seen Bill Self teams kind of no yeah. pun intended, self combust in the NCAA tournament as high seeds. I think you could see that again this year. And if, if so if I'm gonna pick one number one that goes down early, I would pick Kansas and I would say San Diego State would be the reason why.
1: It's a bold prediction. A number one phone so early uh in the tournament. That'd be it'd be fun. It'd be great for the fans. I know people always love to see those upsets and cheer on this Cinderella story. I'm I'm gonna roll with the uh the Jack Rabbits, the San Diego State Jack That's my uh I'm hoping to ride them Cinderella story to at least the Sweet 16. Listen, Three if months.
0: they if in the round of 32, if it's Iowa versus San Diego State, take the over. S- uh, South Dakota State. You mean? No, sorry, South Dakota State. If it's them against Iowa, take the over because those. Yeah, yeah exactly. Be- Bang yeah. me over. Yeah.
2: That's a that's a that's a great point. Yeah,
1: <laughs> that's <laughs> a right, great well, point. Moving on because I know you guys are busy. You guys have your own episodes to record, especially trying to get the stuff out before uh, you know Thursday starts. So. We're going to move on to the last topic here, which is going to be the final four predictions. So I do have a couple graphics for you guys. Um, who would like to go first? Billy, Bob, which one? Bob, go ahead.
0: All right. All right. Let me just uh, slip. Oh, wrong one. <laughs> there we go. <sighs> All right. Which, which, is, which is funny. So the, so the West region, I know I just talked about uh, Davidson is playing. Spoiler. I took Duke in this region. Now, for me, this is extremely chalky. Right now, I got three number yeah. ones and uh, and a number two. Dude. It takes me a little while when I'm, like, trying to come up with the Final Four. It takes me a little while to, like, get talked out of these top seeds and say, all right, well, this is what's going to knock this team out. Um, so the reason I just kind of quick thing here with Duke, at some point, does this Duke team not get Shashevsky to the Final Four? There's just so much pressure on them. Um, I, I yeah. just, for me... These number ones all have – all these teams are much more flawed than, say, like last year where I think it was Gonzaga and Baylor and then everybody else. This year I think these teams all have their flaws. So I, I think Duke I, – I don't know. I, I For some reason it, I was just playing Cinderella Story up there. Um, I do like Baylor in the lower region. I think Kentucky, who's the number two there, if they have a bad shooting night, they can really just be a – just run off the floor and – Baylor has a guy, guys who could get buckets in a variety of ways. I actually like, really like Arizona. Um, I think they're yeah. an incredibly tough out um, at the pace that they play, and they have an incredible amount of size. And I think I had uh, who did I have in the Midwest? I think I had Kansas, who I could yeah, also see, see Kansas, them. Midwest. I could see them also losing to San Diego State. Yeah. I just think in this region, um, when I was looking at it. The two and the three, I think, are are flawed. Auburn um, just doesn't shoot the ball well enough to impress me. And Wisconsin, to me, they just um, – there's teams where if, if they play an athletic team, I think they're just going to have a tough night. Um, I think they need Johnny Davis to be healthy. Um, but behind him, I just don't trust some of their other shooters to get off their own shots. Yeah.
1: And I, I was the same way, too. I looked at it, I was like – I don't see these teams losing, but yeah, I will. I'll get to mine. It in a takes little a little while to like, come on. Yeah. Does. To I, talk I, yourself out of those. Teams. I already did my bracket like three or four times already. Yep. Cause I was like, I'm pretty much just going chalk. What am I doing? This is never going to work out this way yep. of anyone no, who's done no, bra- no, no. Do bracket every single year. So Billy, here's your, bra- uh, here's your final for prediction. And you're going to have to defend it here a little bit. Cause he went a little more, uh, less chalk than we did. Yeah. Uh, so so gotta- he did, he did. Um, yeah. but
2: you know, what are you going to do? Um, the I, I like Gonzaga. I think they have what to me looks like the easiest path to the Final Four. I um their their second round game. I think uh, they should be able to take care of business. And then I look at the rest of their region, and I'm not even entirely certain Duke's going to get through into the Sweet 16 this year. Let alone be there in the Elite Eight. To uh, play Gonzaga again, and I don't think Gonzaga would mind that rematch. Truth be told, Gonzaga's um, a really interesting team because I would say can, this Gonzaga team is not as good as last year's team, and they want if, if the two were to ever have played each other in a magical universe, but they do some things that the rest of the competition. There is no other Baylor team that can beat them this year because that team doesn't exist, and they can do some other things that are that are um, that they couldn't do last year, from a, a defensive point of view they can really protect the rim they've got twin towers that that um that can defend the rim and then they've just reloaded with a bunch of guys who are really good stars they, their backcourt is a little bit lacking but I don't think that that's going to really um end up killing them at least in the first couple rounds of the tournament um I did watch the San Francisco game so they can be pressed a little bit that's how I would attack in Zaga, but they're, they're a very, very good team. It's, it's going to be very, very difficult to beat, uh, to beat Gonzaga. And then, um, on the bottom half of that, um, UCLA, I like, I think just the, the way that UCLA played this year is, um, sort of symptomatic of of the injuries they've had. They had a couple of guys go out with COVID for a little while, some of their best players, uh, Jaquez and, um, and um another guy went out for a while. So they've had a they've had a litany of injuries throughout the course of the season. They still managed to tread water. They played pretty well against Arizona for a while, couldn't really um maintain that. But Arizona, I think, is along with Gonzaga, has been probably the best two teams of the uh tournament this year. Um I I I think that um they're gonna be a very difficult matchup for a team like Baylor if Baylor gets through North Carolina Marquette. Um, like I said, that the, that eight nine game is no joke. So that's why I think Baylor's got to Baylor's got to get there to play UCLA. And then I look at the bottom half, and like we said, the Virginia Tech team uh, against Texas. I think that that uh, you know that's a game that could go either way. Purdue's defensively, they don't quite have enough. Um, Kentucky's an excellent team, but Kentucky has. It, it, over their last, uh, two games that I watched, they really did not play that well. So I think they missed a lot of shots. They turned the ball over a lot, um, things you didn't see from, from that team earlier in the season. So if Cal straightens that out, maybe they play a little bit better, but I think you could see a Kentucky UCLA matchup in the elite eight and UCLA, uh, into the final four there. And then over on the other side, the Villanova, um, Region. I think this is this one. I, I had to go back and forth on because I really do think Arizona is an excellent team, but Villanova has one of those those teams that can really make you. Uh, they they've won a lot of close games this year, and it's and it's like one of those teams that they don't seem that great. They they don't they have trouble protecting the rim. There's there's some noticeable flaws that they've got, but um, but they have enough senior leadership. And I think enough like in-game, big game experience that I like them to, if they can get by the second round and move on and beat Loyola Chicago, I think that they'll make it into the elite eight. And then in the elite eight game, you know, it's, it, will they end up playing Arizona? Who knows, but it, more than likely, yes. And I think that they, you know, anything can happen in kind of a, a one-off game like that. And with a squad like Villanova, first year coach out of Arizona, first NCAA tournament, a lot of expectations, Villanova, Jay Wright, I think, you know, will have something planned and something designed if they make it that far. So I think it's just more of a coaching thing and uh and a leadership thing. I like Colin Gillespie in his eighteenth year at Villanova. Um <laughs> <laughs> he got the he i feel like he got three COVID exemptions right? like he yeah. can't still possibly be in college he'll be back next year <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I, you, nah. a, I think he's won like four big east player of the years at this point in time um <laughs> no but i so i like them coming in and then um on the bottom there uh auburn um yeah. i think auburn's auburn's um even though they were number one for a long time at the beginning of the year this year they've they've had some losses recently some close games um they don't have the the type of standout players. Jabari Smith is a great player. He's averaging 17 a game. Takes some bad shots, but he can shoot the three. They're not really a, a great three-point shooting team, which you would think would hurt, but if you go to look at their offensive defensive efficiency stats, one thing that stands out is that's I think there's three teams, it's Gonzaga, Baylor, or Gonzaga Arizona and um auburn all three of whom are top 25 offense and top 25 defense um adjusted so they, they've they got enough of a balanced team that they like a couple of the other sec teams like to trap and like to, to force you to turn the ball over and go in and uh, and push it up the floor and get some of their points that way so they score in spurts um i think that they'll they'll be an interesting um Uh, matchup and like I said I I don't think that the number one in that region is going to to uh, make it terribly far so I like Auburn I think Auburn was sort of the number one uh like e if you will I think they're the best number two team so I I figure I'm going to take them as well and I think that they they're good enough that they are going to give they're they're too long in a semifinal game against Villanova I think they would give Villanova problems
1: yeah uh yeah I and mean, that's a pretty thorough analysis to defend your bracket that's uh we appreciate that here and you have uh yeah so you see Gonzaga winning the whole thing uh so'm I'm, I'm kind of with Bob at Arizona uh, I do like Gonzaga as well I disagree with Kentucky I have Kentucky beating I think UCLA in the elite eight going into the final four uh and then I took Arizona out of uh what the Villanova bracket was to the south and then I agree with you to Auburn um I, like i said i think it's they're one of the better teams out of the twos um you know obviously and win the sec championship but um you know i just I, i'd rather trust them out of that bracket and i agree with you at that point as well kansas i don't trust kansas enough to get to to get to a final four even as you said even to elite eight so i mean um you know Bill self curse yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah that bill self yeah bill self somehow just always implodes in the uh in the tournament early on. So I'm, yeah, I'm, and I'm sticking with Arizona. You know, what really convinced me in Arizona was I was watching the UCLA game uh, this past weekend against Arizona and UCLA took a 10 point lead early on that second half. And I was like, this team is hot right now. Like, I don't, how's, you know, what does Arizona gonna do to come back? And they have winning that game. I think like five or six, like it was, yeah. it was pretty convincing. So, I mean, and they've been pretty solid throughout the entire year. I guess now that you mentioned I forgot that what's-his-name isn't there anymore. The guy who sweats to his shirt, is that Sean Miller? Yeah. I forgot he's not there anymore. So I'm like, first-year coach, oh, it's shit, his, what it's, his,
0: <laughs> it's his players. He got them in
1: there. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's his, it's his, it's his but, guys. But, yeah, it's first-year first, first year coach, and now I'm a little nervous with my pick, but I'm going to stick with Arizona here, obviously. Too late. It's already graphic. Graphics already made. The intern was busy day-to-day, <laughs> uh, and he, he, he figured these out. He did this really quick for us, so I do appreciate you guys getting your picks over uh i think that pretty much wraps up uh you know march madness uh, summary so i do appreciate you guys coming on joining me helping me get through this march madness with uh, a couple picks uh possible Cinderella stories and then uh, a couple predictions and you know trying to help people make some money here whether it's brackets or bets so we do appreciate you guys do you guys have any uh last uh last minute word before a final word like a jerry springer type of thing final word
2: Enjoy the best couple of days of the year because Thursday and yeah. Friday are are this this is the best weekend of the year. So just kick back, relax, and
0: enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. And and if you like if you like kind of the nerdy basketball talk, uh, Bill and Bob's uh, bracket busting bonanza over on uh, on Apple and SoundCloud. But I think you go through Apple anyway. I think we're, we're not rappers, so you got to go to you go right to a- Apple with it. <laughs>
2: no, as you can see, with the white shirt. No. Yeah. <laughs>
1: All right. Well, there it is. Once again, Bill and Bob's Bonanza. The, what is it, the five B's? You said the five B podcast.
0: Well, yeah. So if we used to do a little football, uh, but basketball is definitely college hoops is definitely our bread and butter. So uh, the five B's uh, Bill, Bob bracket busting Bonanza five B's. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> Perfect. Uh, yeah. Thank you guys again. We really do appreciate it. Um, and everyone else, you know, I guess tune into them, check them out at Apple. Uh, They'll have more thorough analysis than they already gave us today. Uh, So we do appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for coming on.
0: Thank Um, you. Commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Here at the container store, we believe you shouldn't be limited to just one happy place. Your home should be full of them. That's why we're giving you 30% off every custom alpha space. From closets and pantries to playrooms, offices, and garages. You can transform any area with alpha and save 30%. Here's another happy thought. Our design specialists will design your space for free. Get ready to discover your new happy place at the Container Store. Visit us in-store or online to get started with a free design.